Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about interstitial cystitis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash interstitial cystitis or in the urology section of the Zero to Finals surgery book. So let's get straight into it. Interstitial cystitis is a chronic condition causing inflammation in the bladder, resulting in lower urinary tract symptoms and suprapubic pain. It's also called bladder pain syndrome and hypersensitive bladder syndrome. There's no simple explanation for the symptoms in interstitial cystitis, and the pathophysiology is likely a complex combination of various factors, including dysfunction of the blood vessels, nerves, immune system, and the epithelium of the bladder. Interstitial cystitis is much more common in women than in men. It can have a significant impact on the quality of life and mental health. Let's start by talking about the presentation. The symptoms are similar to a lower urinary tract infection, however they're more persistent. The typical presentation is with more than six weeks of suprapubic pain, worse with a full bladder and often relieved by emptying the bladder, frequency of urination, urgency of urination, and the symptoms may be worse during menstruation. Let's just talk about the investigations. Other causes of the symptoms need to be excluded first, with urinalysis to test for urinary tract infections, swabs for sexually transmitted infections, cystoscopy for bladder cancer, and a prostate examination for prostatitis, prostate hypertrophy, or prostate cancer. Hana lesions, which can be seen during a cystoscopy, which is a camera into the bladder, are a finding in 5-20% to of patients with interstitial cystitis. And these are red inflamed patches of the bladder mucosa associated with small blood vessels. Granulations are another finding during cystoscopy in patients with interstitial cystitis. And these are tiny hemorrhages in the bladder wall. Let's talk about management. Interstitial cystitis can be difficult to manage. The symptoms are often resistant to treatment and persist long-term, having a significant impact on the quality of life. Supportive management is used initially, and this includes diet changes such as avoiding alcohol, caffeine and tomatoes, stopping smoking, pelvic floor exercises, bladder retraining, cognitive behavioural therapy, and transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation, or TENS. Oral medications may be helpful, including analgesia, antihistamines, anticholinergic medications such as solifenacin or oxybutynin, a medication called mirabegron, which is a beta-3 adrenergic receptor agonist, cimetidine, which is a histamine 2 receptor antagonist, a medication called pentasan polysulfate sodium, and a medication called cyclosporin, which is an immunosuppressant. Another type of medication that can be helpful is intravesical medications and these are medications given directly into the bladder through a catheter. And the options include lidocaine, which is a local anaesthetic, pentasan polysulfate sodium, hyaluronic acid and chondroitin sulfate. Another treatment called hydrodistension involves filling the bladder with water to a high pressure during a cystoscopy procedure 
and this requires a general anaesthetic and it can give temporary improvement in symptoms lasting three to six months. Finally, the surgical procedures that may be used include cauterization of HANA lesions during a cystoscopy procedure, injection of botulinum toxin or Botox during a cystoscopy, neuromodulation with an implantable electrical nerve stimulator, or augmentation of the bladder using a section of the ileum to increase the bladder capacity, and this is called an ileocystoplasty, or cystectomy, which is complete removal of the bladder. Finally, a tom tip for you. Interstitial cystitis is a complex condition with complex treatments. You certainly don't need to remember all the treatments and they're unlikely to be tested in medical school exams. Just keep interstitial cystitis in mind as a differential diagnosis and generally be aware of the investigations including cystoscopy and some of the treatment options. So thanks for listening to this episode on interstitial cystitis. As always, a big thank you to Harry for perfectly editing the podcast and hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about bladder cancer.